0: The Last Standdown
1: Episode 3
0: Oh, Amanda, thanks for coming straight over. Please come in. I'll meet my wife, Joan. Oh, yes, please do come in, Amanda. Oh, so nice to meet you. Arthur
2: has told me all about you from the other day, and I'm so glad you were there to help him. Oh,
3: it's nothing, and all part of my job. Happy to help. Now,
0: what's all this about? Well, it's about the other day. As you know, it all happened so fast, but a few things are starting to fall into place, and more has happened since. I can't but wonder if they're connected. Oh, it's all so confusing. Let's start over and tell me what's happened. Seen this photo in the paper, Amanda? No, I haven't as yet. I'm not sure who took the photo, but there's someone at the back who looks familiar, even though it's a bit blurry. Let me see. It looks like someone I met in the cafe the day of our meeting. Uh, Amanda, uh, his name is Greg, uh, an Australian. He also bumped into us on the street near and pickpocketed my keys. He then gave them back and ran off. Gosh, that's strange. He did shout something like he's looking after me and they're after us, not you, whatever that means. Do you know him? No, I don't. You think this is connected to you? Well, I'm sure it's got something to do with me, having to leave work or something. You better tell me more about that so I can find a link.
2: Look, Amanda, you must stay for dinner so we can all try and work this out, okay?
3: Oh, thanks so much. We need to
2: get to the bottom of this. Arthur told me a little about your story, but not everything. I'd really like to know more.
3: Well, it's rather a long story as I started to tell Arthur. But to keep it short, I sort of fell into police work back home in New Zealand after I went for an interview. But the place was closed. So I went next door to find out where they went. Next door? Yes, the local police station was next door, and I ran into a friend I hadn't seen for about 10 years. We had lunch, and I joined the police force shortly after that. <laughs> just like that? It just kind of happened, really. Then after two years, I found out about an exchange program with Britain, and I always wanted to travel. And I'd help with a smuggling case with links back to England and Scotland. So coming here was of interest to me. A smuggling case, eh? Yes, I found it so interesting as it had something to do with insurance scams. I knew a little bit about insurance as I had worked in insurance at the shipping
0: company before the police. So you've worked in insurance too?
3: Yes. So who do you work for again, Arthur?
0: I work for AIL. A-I-L?
3: Oh my god, that's
0: interesting. Well, as you know, things changed at work for me on Monday.
2: So you said. Do you know if AIL is involved in anything shady at all? Oh,
3: hell. Look, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said anything about what I'm working on. I've overstepped the mark.
2: Oh, it's all right. It's not as if we're police
3: informants or secret agents. I'm sorry, but I can't tell you any more. If I did, I'd be out of the police force immediately.
2: So... You do think AIL is involved in something? I can't really say, but
3: yes, they're part of my investigation. Please, you must not say anything to anyone on this. No one. Please. Oh, of course we won't.
0: Look, Amanda, I've been at AIL a long time, but hardly in any position of power. But if there's anything you need to know, I may be able to help you. All you need to do is ask, your I don't know any deep secrets or anything.
3: Oh, Arthur, I really don't want to get you into any more trouble. These people we're dealing with have no conscience and it could be
0: interesting for anyone involved. Interesting? Oh dear. Look, Amanda, I know nothing about the criminal world and I definitely don't want to put Joan in any sort of danger, you know? Yes, I understand been really interesting week with everything, you know. I've I've even had some strange dreams, uh, thoughts about Australia and New Zealand too. I think I know what you mean. Well, I haven't done anything interesting with my life, but I feel as though this could be my chance to do something, I don't know, to make a difference somehow. Well, it's getting
3: late and I must be on my way. Thank you for dinner, Joan, and I'll let you both know if anything
0: comes up. Well, that certainly was an interesting night, wasn't it? What are you looking at? Nothing, not sure. Okay, I can't help or stop thinking about that Australian chap. He's got me quite rattled, you know, and I feel like I'm being followed, sort of. Oh, Arthur, are you okay? You're looking nervous. I just don't know what to do next, and I don't know what this means for us. I'm a little worried too now.
2: Actually a little frightened. I think we're both frightened and there's nothing we can do about it. Oh, I need a hug.
0: You know, Joan, the more we stay here, the more we'll feel trapped, you know, not seeing or facing the enemy. Why don't we just face them? What about if we just go for a walk just to prove to ourselves we're safe and we can do normal things? That's a good idea. I'll get our coats.
2: Does anyone know where Sam is this morning? Look, um, we might defer our meeting today until we find out more. I'll make some
4: calls. Terry Jones.
2: Terry, good morning, it's Mary here. Look, Sam hasn't come in today and no one seems to know where he is. He's never missed a Friday meeting and I've checked with both secretaries. Do you know anything?
4: Ah, nothing. Gosh, I've got no idea. Let me know if you find out anything. You're right though, that is unusual for Sam.
2: Yes, it is. If I hear anything, I'll let you know. Bye.
0: Sam Black's office.
2: Hi, it's Mary. Uh, just letting you know I received a text from Sam. He didn't say much except he would contact me later. Have you heard anything?
4: No, nothing. I'll let you know if I hear anything.
2: Teddy, it's Mary again. I just received a text from Sam saying he can't be here and he'll contact me later. That's all I know.
4: It looks like I've just received the same text. Not sure what to make of it or what's going on. You'd better come over to head office, Mary, after lunch so that we can work something out.
2: Sure, I'll see you then. Say, about um, 12.30. Thanks, bye.
4: Oh, Mary, come straight in. Good to see you. Have you heard any more news on Sam? No, what about you? No, just the text sent earlier. It's a little strange coming from Sam.
2: It's all very strange to me. Is there anything going on that I should know about with Sam or AIL?
4: Nothing that I know of.
2: This wouldn't have anything to do with the Financial Services Authority, would it? I know the Atkinson case has their particular attention, and now Sam has gone
4: missing. I know of nothing there, but of course in the interim, I'm going to have to ask you to sit in for Sam until he returns. Is that okay with you? Sure, of course, but oh gosh, I
2: hope he's safe.
4: Yes, me too. Can I leave that with you? I need to get to another meeting. Keep in touch. Thanks, Mary.
1: Who's on the phone, Timothy?
5: It was the wrong number, Dad.
1: Wrong number? What did they say? It, it might be important.
5: They wanted Arthur Bailey, and I said he didn't live here. They then hung up. That's all.
1: Oh, Timothy, I'm Arthur Bailey.
5: No, your granddad.
1: Timothy, you don't answer other people's phones. I've told you that before. Good afternoon,
0: Arthur speaking.
2: Ah, oh, Arthur, I thought I had the wrong number. It's Mary here.
0: Oh, hello, Mary. Sorry, that was my young grandson, Timothy, who answered before.
2: All right. (laughs) Uh, Just call in to see how you are, as I heard you had a bereavement in the family.
0: Uh, Yes, we did. We've had a few things happen this week, and we're we're sorting through it all. Oh,
2: yes, yes. I'm sure it's been rather a trying time for you this week. Uh, Now, Arthur, the reason for my call is there's been a new development in the Atkinson case, and uh, we were wondering when you'd be ready to get back to it.
0: Oh, well, uh, I, I suppose I can get back to it, very soon.
2: Yes, well, when you're ready, Arthur. As you know, there's a bit to do to tidy it all up with the reorganisation and all. It's rather bearing down on us and it's becoming rather urgent.
0: Reorganisation? Like what? <laughs> there wasn't any great hurry for that case before, was there?
2: No, no, there wasn't. There isn't. But It's, it's, there isn't. <laughs> but there's been some new developments and with your specialist knowledge we thought you might be able to speed things up a little.
0: So this has suddenly become urgent.
2: Look, Arthur, yes, there's been some new developments and I can explain more on that when you come back in. When might that be?
0: Well, I'm not sure at this stage, Mary. I'll need to talk this over with Joan. Sure you do. We can even make a special reimbursement or special rates just
2: for this assignment, if you like.
0: Oh, yes, I appreciate it. Thank you. But things are a little tender around here at the moment. I need to talk to Joan. And when would you like me to start?
2: Well, this afternoon would be great. We really need to get moving. What about 75 pounds an hour. Would that be fair?
0: Gosh, yes, I'll talk to Joan and give you a call back soon.
2: Please do, Arthur. Now, when you do, call me on my direct number, as this is really, really important. Uh,
0: Yes, yes, I'll do that.
2: So, what was that all about, Arthur?
0: Not sure. They've made some changes at AIL, and the case I was working on has become urgent, and they want me back right away. You know, Joan in less than a week my life has gone from middling and regular to urgent and uncertain and now they want to pay me treble for it oh you poor thing arthur but it has
2: brought us close don't you think
1: yes i guess it has so dad what's so important about this job of yours if they want you back so quickly
0: it's the atkinson case
1: not lord atkinson oh my god Not the one with the hunting lodge in Ludlow, the apartment in Kensington, and the resort in Jamaica. You know, the one with the racehorses in the mansion just south of here. That's the one.
0: How did you know?
1: Well, one of my partners has been working for Lord Atkinson's larger claimants, the Empire Aid Bank, the EAB. You know, the development bank that used to be the government department that supplied everything for the Empire, from railways to cutlery for the ambassadors. Yes, yes.
0: I know the bank. They're claiming money for some project in Kenya.
1: You're right, that's the one. After the bank was privatised in 1998, it got into funding in developing countries using the aid money from mainly the British, Japanese and Swedish governments.
2: So, what's the project in Kenya?
1: I'm not sure. But I do know that the Empire Agency Bank has been having a few slip-ups lately.
0: I've just remembered that that's who that Greg Cousins worked for. Greg Cousins?
1: Who's that? Oh, never mind. Lord Atkinson has his fingers in their pie and seems to be implicated. Somehow.
0: So what sort of slip-ups?
1: All sorts. It's about diversification and keeping jobs for the boys and girls there. When they privatised the bank, they became an agent for the governments, including the United Nations Aid Programme. That sounds like a good cause. Well, that's the problem. People tend to not question charity work properly. The EAB is able to dispense with money as per its own secret requirements.
0: But surely someone must audit their spending?
1: Well, yes, the government does that, not in the way you would think.
2: But they're seen to be helping these poorer nations.
1: Oh, absolutely. A lot of money goes in the right direction, and no one knows how much. Not even EAB. No one seems to be able to trace it. Governments pay the EAB, see a result, and assume there's a link.
0: Okay, so where does that leave Lord Atkinson? Where does he come into it?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, Dad. No one's quite sure yet. According to Simon Krushank, my partner, he knows Atkinson is good friends with many in the current governments and provides large sums of money to both Labour and Conservative administrations.
2: Surely you're not talking about bribery or something?
1: We're not sure. But we're very sure EAB's change to privatisation has not been entirely healthy. It seems to have a lot to do with employing experts in international development. Experts? Yes, often they do a quick fix by hiring short-term consultants, and nobody knows if what they're doing is a good job or not. Really? We need to be careful here, as it seems there's intense competition for these consultancy contracts, and we don't know yet if Lord Atkinson and his cronies have just been taken advantage of, or if they're the perpetrators.
0: And anybody giving out millions to poorer people would gain a lot of friends and favours from governments and agencies involved.
1: Dad, that's exactly right. You should have been a detective. Oh
0: no, that's just my cynical insurance mind in overdrive.
1: So, it's the perfect scenario for tossing around government money to benefit the wrong people. It's about power and money. So, Martin,
0: what should I do about this case back at
1: AIL? Mmm, not sure. Things are certainly hotting up around the Atkinson case, aren't they?
2: It all sounds like it's getting a bit dangerous.
1: It could also be some excitement for you. (laughs) Well, insurance has never been this exciting. Maybe
0: I could help get some of your money back from these scoundrels.
2: Maybe you should help out, Arthur, but I still don't like the sound of it, particularly after this week. And, and now you want to
0: go back to work. Well, I'll be doing it from home. I can fit this in between our, our
1: family needs.
0: I don't know.
1: Look, Mum, Dad really needs something to get his teeth into. This could be his big chance to really do some good. Look, Joan,
0: I really would relish a challenge like this. And you never know where it might lead to. So we'll talk about it more later. Make a decision, and then I can call Mary.
1: Look, the world won't stop spinning if you do nothing today. Leave it till Monday and call AIL then. I'm sure it will be fine. I guess you're right. And if it doesn't work out, I can simply stop and hand it all back. It's your decision, dad, not theirs.
0: I do understand you have a lot on your plate. It can't be easy, especially with Sam gone.
2: Yes, a lot of things have happened at once. It's suddenly become crazy and, and urgent. Everything.
0: Oh, gosh. So you really need to get this job done then. Joan and I have decided I can offer you three days a week, and I'll try and put it all available time into it sooner if possible. You mean three days? Well, you did say what was
2: best for us. Yes, yes, I did say that, but this job has become quite urgent, you know, with Lord Atkinson now under surveillance with his Empire Aid Bank activities and now a burglary at his residence. They want the full details on this investigation as soon as possible.
0: You said they?
2: Aha, there's been an investigation started by the Financial Services Authority, you know, the FSA, who are supposed to control the banks and other financial institutions. Well, these banking institutions actually control the politicians.
0: Yes, I've heard of them, but they've never been here before.
2: No, they've never actually been anywhere before. The truth is they were never intended to actually do anything. The important thing is that we all believe the FSA is protecting us. Oh. See, the FSA was created to give the public the impression that all was independent and professional. The Bank of England failed in its protection of the public's funds from banking fraud, so they set up the FSA, a supposedly more independent and professional body. (laughs) But the people in the FSA actually come from the Bank of England, along with their twisted alliances. (laughs) Oh dear. That's terrible. Exactly. And did you know the bank that committed the worst of these financial excesses was none other than my own bank, the Bank of Scotland? Can you believe it? And guess who got the biggest payout from the British government?
0: The Royal Bank of Scotland?
2: (laughs) And us Scots are supposed to be canny with our money.
0: (laughs) I don't know what to say.
2: Exactly. The biggest criminal gets the best treatment. I don't know how it works, but the RBS executives continue to pay themselves with their millions annually and throw away billions to bad investments and still sleep at night.
0: And I thought the English beat the Scots.
2: Yes, they did with guns, but we beat them with money. Do you know who owns most of these defunct estates here now?
0: The National Trust?
2: Yes, and who owns the National Trust, Arthur?
0: Oh, don't tell me. The Scots.
2: I'll let you do your own research on that one. In the end, England is insolvent and will never be able to repay Scotland's debt. The bankers are in charge. So, let's get back to Lord Atkinson. Oh, I can't but wonder if Sam is involved in all of this somehow.
0: I have a feeling you're right, Mary. Looks like I've got a lot of investigating to do.
2: Yes, you do, and you must be very careful about who you speak to about any of this. See, one of our politicians seems to have upset one of our banks, or maybe even a few. The FSA is out to put a stop to this.
0: Which one are we talking about?
2: We don't know yet, but it may be Lord Atkinson. So that's why they're investigating us.
0: Are you sure?
2: Well, we're not sure as they haven't told us as much, but we've, we've heard the Atkinson case as a priority. This is why we have to be careful and have it completed before they turn up. We don't want any unanswered questions. Do you understand?
0: Oh, yes, yes, I do. Absolutely.
2: So, we need to get this completed quickly.
0: So, if I have the files at home with me till it's all settled, there's no possibility of the FSA seeing anything unfinished in here. I'd say the matter is in the hands of an expert consultant. (laughs) That should delay matters in the short term.
2: Arthur Bailey, that's brilliant. Oh, you're a dark horse, aren't you? I hadn't thought of it that way. It's a perfect solution.
0: Happy to assist.
2: Here's what we'll do. I'll get my PA to copy all of the files here. You go and get two USB sticks and copy all your computer files onto them. Keep one stick and the original files. I'll keep the other stick and lock it all away from anyone's view just in case the worst happens. I'll organize a laptop for you too.
0: Yes. Got that, Miss Moneypenny. (laughs) I mean, Mary. Right.
2: (laughs) Well, we'll stay in contact by email and phone every day, Mr. Bond. So, how are we going? Is everything in order, Mr.
0: Bond? It's a bit like James Bond, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it certainly feels like the excitement of a James Bond film at the moment. How did you know I had a fascination with Bond? (laughs) I didn't. It just came out. (laughs) Okay, here's your USB stick with all the files on it.
2: And here's the papers for you. And and here's a briefcase with some other material as well. Put your USB stick in there and you're set to go. Gosh, don't panic. What's the rush? (laughs) They won't be in here today, I
0: hope. (laughs) Yes, I'm nervous. I'm sorry. Don't be. It will all be okay. Okay, now I'd better go now. On your way, Mr.
2: Bond. <laughs> and please stay in touch every day.
6: Hey, Arthur Bailey, I presume.
0: Uh, uh, yes, it is. Uh, and you
7: are. Have you got that Atkinson stuff?
6: The Atkinson Files. We just want to ascertain the whereabouts of that information, sir.
7: Excuse me, sirs. Would you like to talk to our director about that? Your director? Who's that? Mary Collins, sir. She's our director.
6: Hey, but well, we were told we need to talk to Arthur Bailey about this.
7: Who should I tell who you are?
6: It's Arthur Bailey we need to see.
7: Did you have an appointment with Miss Collins, says?
6: No. No appointment. We're just here to see Arthur Bailey and to get the Atkinson Files, thank you, miss.
7: Yes, Miss Collins. They're at reception now. They don't seem to have a warrant or anything. The police? You think I should call the police, ma'am?
6: You! The one on the left, huh? Uh, Yes, uh, just here. Right, so where is the
0: Atkinson file? Uh, The Atkinson file? The Atkinson file? It should be in the filing cabinet. Where's the keys? I don't have the keys. They're kept upstairs with Mary. I'll, I'll just go up and get them. Don't bug us around. Open the cabinet. Oh, sorry, <sighs> but I do not have the keys. They're not here.
2: Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm Mary Collins, assistant director. And you two gentlemen are. What is it you're looking for? The bloody keys to the cabinet.
6: Ah, the Atkinson file, ma'am. We just need the Atkinson file.
2: Of course, but we don't keep the keys for confidential files down here on this floor. You'll have to come with me. The alternative is hammers and crowbars, but we don't have those either. Keys are much quicker. Come this way and we'll leave Arthur to get on his way. Go right now. And gentlemen,
7: follow me upstairs. Sir, your briefcase. You need to take this and go straight home.
0: But how did you get... it disappeared?
7: Ah, that's easy, sir. I disappeared it for you.
0: Oh, thanks, Haley. But what about Mary?
7: Miss Collins will be fine. Just go, Arthur, as that bag in this building is a lot of trouble for Miss Collins. Understand?
0: Oh, oh, sorry. That's all right, sir. We're looking for a Mary Collins.
7: Come with me, gentlemen. We have a situation on the seventh floor. But Toby, these gentlemen
2: are looking for the keys to Arthur's filing cabinet.
1: Isn't that confidential, Mum? Yes, yes it is. Just give us the keys. Of course. I'll just need to phone our security desk. They'll know. Look lady, you said you had the keys to the file. You lying? We want the keys now or we'll take the whole
6: damn bloody cabinet with us.
2: I forgot security had the keys and, and look after that stuff. I, I haven't been in this job for very long.
6: You're stalling, lady. We got orders, you know. We just got to pick up the file and deliver it. Then we get paid, see? Delivered to whom? Who is paying you? Hey, Bozo, we don't say who we're working for, okay?
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot. So what if I can't find the keys?
6: Ah, well, that'll be a big problem. Mr. Sanderson, you will be mighty fierce with us. Hey, Dumbo, shut your mouth. You're spilling the beans. Ah, oh, oh, yeah, forget I said that. Look here, if we don't deliver, we're going to be in a whole heap of trouble, you might say. So, give us the keys and we'll be gone and no trouble. We were told no damage to people or property, just get the file. Well,
2: I am relieved to hear that. (laughs) Do you both realise there is a cost to all of
6: this? What cost? Nobody been harmed?
2: Well, let me tell you this has been traumatic for a lot of people in here today. People will be off work. Sick
1: from the stress. Look here, lady, just shut up. We just want the keys. You guys are in trouble here. You're not going to hurt anyone holding a knife like that. Yes, I could. Here, let me show you how to hold a knife properly. See, if you do it this way, it'll go straight through the ribs. (sniffs) Don't touch it, fingerprints. Kick it under the desk. Now what I do? Police! Drop that knife! Not until you handcuff these men. Drop the knife! Okay. I'll put the knife down, but please come over here and take this one first while I hold him. Okay, you two. You're coming with us down to the station.
3: Miss Collins, is it? Are you okay?
2: I'm fine. I'm a little shaken, but I'm fine.
3: We'll have to come back later to collect your statements.
2: Well, Toby, it's been quite a day dealing with the Zatkinson file, hasn't it? Hey, I didn't realise you could fight Toby.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've done taekwondo and judo. I'm trained to remain calm, but ready to act in these sorts of situations.
2: Oh, well, that's good to know. Those skills could come in very handy, given the escalation of this case. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, I almost forgot. I wonder if Arthur arrived home okay? I really should call him i'm actually worried about his safety in all of this i guess he should be home about now i'm not sure who this is
1: do you want me to step out
2: no no stay right there mary collins
4: you don't know me but this is a warning
2: who is this how did you get my number
4: look You don't know me, but this is a warning to say there will be consequences if we do not get the Atkinson file immediately.
2: Hello? Hello? Oh, they've hung up.
1: Who was it? What did they want?
2: I don't know, but they they wanted the files too. Oh, I need to call Arthur.
5: The Last Stand Down is an eight-episode fiction audio drama adapted from the novel by Philip J. Bradbury, written and produced by Philip J. Bradbury and Geoffrey Milne. The Last Stand Down was performed by Alan Youngson, Janet Finlay, Richard Edwards, Willie James, Dylan Hodge, Danielle Channing, Tony Odling, and Heather Ann Brickerbell, with additional voices in this episode by Geoffrey Milne, Taylor Wheatley, and Holly Milne. Theme music by 10grams. Cover art photo by Laura Schwett. Executive producers Jeffrey Milne and Philip J. Bradbury. The Last Stand Down is a Brisbane Podcasting Centre audio production recorded and produced during the COVID-19 pandemic 2020 with all voices recorded safely and remotely. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and give it a rating. New episodes will be released weekly. You can read more about The Last Stand Down by going to thelaststanddownpodcast.com where you can also find additional links to storylines and a link to the Philip J. Bradbury novel on Amazon through philipjbradbury.com Thanks for listening to The Last Stand Down.